Dan and Corey here, welcoming you in to Libservative. The great fundamental issue now before our people. All right, welcome in to uh, what I think. I don't know why I had me muted, but here I am. Oh, you were uh, you were trying to say something? No, I just said there it is. That's all. And whoop! Off to a great start, Corey. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Welcome into Libservative. He, as always, is Corey Walsh. And he is Dan Griffin. And uh, nothing happened this week. Show's over, folks. Yeah, peace. <laughs> we yeah, not- I'll just go like... What'd you do now? You broke it. <laughs> I was going to play the outro. Oh, you, I was going <laughs> to... So broke- That's it. See you around. <laughs> you broke it. Uh, anyway, what are you drinking tonight, Corey? Because we're going to need it <laughs> for I'm tonight's conversation. About to crack open another PBR. And I'm drinking some new Riff... Whiskey. I just finished off the bottle. Bought it today. So no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just finished off my new riff and my PBR, and I'm here to talk about stuff with you, Dan. What's up? What's new? I'm drinking uh, Jet Fuel this evening. The Mammoth Distilling, uh, just just a smooth 138 proof <laughs> barrel pick rye uh, from the uh, Red Wagon Wine Shop down the road. Yeah, so this should be fun uh, because literally, I I even like measured this out, and it is exactly two and a half ounces. I'm really curious to see what this is going to do to me by the end of the show. It's going to be a real hoot. We're definitely going to need it um, because uh, I am still like reeling mentally from this uh, Marlago raid. Not because I'm like sympathetic towards Trump or something, or like the idiot in Cincinnati that uh, decided he was going to try and shoot up an FBI facility and got his ass handed to him. (laughs) It's just because, because there's so many like moving parts to it that, and most of them are fucking nonsense and just, you know, hearsay and so, and like so much speculation at this point. And you just you hear it coming from all angles, coming from morons, coming from relatively reasonable people. And my what's funny is my instant reaction, and I'll let you give what your instant reaction was when you heard the news. It was so funny. It actually it came up as a headline on my phone. Uh, I was sitting out in the garage just having a cigar because it happened at night, right? I remember it happening during the evening. Yeah. And I saw it pull up, and I just went. Like I, it just it did not affect me like emotionally. It didn't affect me like it would have in two thousand eighteen. Yeah, like it didn't. It didn't even register with with me, even though I I knew right away that obviously like this is going to be a big deal, if for no other reason than you know the 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 the, the extremists' reaction to it, right? <laughs> Whether you're a MAGA extremist or like uh, a leftist extremist. Or an Ill, an illiberal left extremist, just knowing what was coming from both of those 
like groups of people, I actually started to get a little bit sick to my stomach because we. I I know I knew it was coming. It's it's sure enough. It's here. I made some predictions during our uh, our our show prep that actually came true the very same night. Yeah, which is yeah, they absolutely which, did. Which that which was, was funny. I've I've been doing a really good job at like calling what the conspiracy theories are going to be that come out of things like this. And my and wh- I I said this right to your face over the phone or over the the, the right this, to my fucking right to face. your face. I said I said watch the conspiracy theory from the MAGA people is going to be that the FBI went in to plant evidence. Sure as shit, the same night Trump says. Well, maybe the FBI was in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. He said it. All right. Well, real quick before uh, my first reaction was like, God damn, 2017 Corey would be loving this right now. <laughs> I would have been tweeting. I would have been posting all about it. Like, holy fuck, it's happening. He's going down, boys. But 2022, Corey, and I actually kind of talked about that in my monologue is uh, whatever. Um, real quick before we uh keep going, before we get too far into welcome, the weeds, welcome to the show, Libservative Podcast is found on all social media and podcast platforms. Our website is podpage.com slash libservative. We can be found at Libservative on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at Libservative Pod. You can find our transcripts at Libservative Podcast at wordpress.com. Our TikTok videos can be found at Libservative Podcast, and you can reach out directly at libservativepod at gmail.com. Like, Follow, share. It's almost like you wrote it down. Subscribe. It did. I did. <laughs> like, follow, share, and subscribe. Tell a friend and give us a rating. If you're listening to this on your uh, podcast right now, pause. Give us a review. Five stars, preferably. But you know, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Yeah, and we are. We're we're obviously going to get into the uh, the uh, FBI searching the searching Mar-a-Lago, but obviously we need to put in a little bit of a, a preamble here because there are those folks that may just be listening in the podcast form. We're just going with what we have here on uh, Thursday evening, August 11th. So if you are listening to this after some more revelations come out, uh, we apologize, but I, I think we're going to try and steer away from that and just kind of talk about what the effects of this uh, are actually going to be. And what I'll start with is, as I'm starting to think about it in the days that have gone by since the actual raid, if you know, that's what seems the uh, the Republicans are calling it, <laughs> calling it a raid. a raid, dude. This is no more a raid than the riot was an insurrection at the Capitol. Yeah, very. These guys were in plain clothes, just walking around, being all nice. Like, it's <laughs> not a raid. A raid is kicking in the door, throwing in some fucking tear gas and stuff. If this was a raid. Just like how AOC's arrest was an arrest. If this was a raid and that was an arrest, Brianna Taylor would still be alive. BLM wouldn't be happening, and George Floyd would still be alive. Yeah, yeah, that's so, that's uh, very there's uh, there's that. <laughs> so let's so just like my my reaction the days following were like, okay, um, is this real or is this some sort of a, a political ploy? And I think I've come to this realization here on Thursday the 11th knowing what we know so far which is that is which is something that I'm I'm really really nervous about which is that there is something there right there is like some sort of criminal charge but it's going to be something so minute like like to to the degree of like he held on to Trump held on to uh uh classified documents of things that just don't fucking matter 
Right, like a conversation that he had with like Justin Trudeau over tea in 2016. You know what I'm saying? Oh, dude, yeah. Like there better be fucking something. You know what I mean? For them to do this, like, so like in my mind, I'm thinking like obviously there is some political drive to this, right? But at the same time, I'd be happy to see Trump get some justice served. But like, what pisses me off is the fact that how some people get a pass and other people don't. Where we know that there's hundreds of people like that are in the top one percent, top brass that are our leaders and people who have influence over our day to day lives. So many of them, we know they're corrupt, and some just get a pass and some don't, depending on who's in power. And who does the best at creating a campaign of Villatrol versus somebody? I guess um, Villatrol is that like a, a villa, is that like a Villatrol is that like a new is that like a new denture glue? I think you meant vitriol. I can read it. Isn't that like vio v i l o t r e l? I think. Did you mean vitriol? Vitriol. That's <laughs> what I meant. <laughs> Fucking words. Vitriol for your dentures. That's what it sounded like, or like some sort of new sugar substitute. It's the word I was looking for, Dan. Does it make sense at least? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's something we talked about during. (laughs) What did you say? I missed that part. I said that I at least say the word in the right sentence. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, look, we talked about this uh, in our show prep on Tuesday, which was which was like the the scariest thing about this is like I just we're, we're getting into this this area where we have two parties that are just going to just they're just going to investigate the shit out of each other like each one that comes to power you know what <laughs> Lenny did the FBI get complimentary drinks and and use the pool I hope so I mean if I don't know all that stuff sealed the DOJ is trying to unseal it right now which is it. interesting because they did just uh, file a motion to unseal the warrant what was that so we'll see uh the DOJ What's his name? Merrick Garland. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just filed a motion to make it so the uh, the warrant document can be unsealed, which is good for the people. And it's just, it's frustrating to me because if this is, you know, and you know what they're doing, you know they're doing this just to poke around and see if they can find anything else. You know, it's, it's a, uh, what's it called? I forget. There's like a term for it when they do stuff like this, but. It's frustrating to me that like almost this exact scenario was happening with Hillary Clinton when she was investigated for her emails. She gave over some, not all were overturned. They found classic classified documents and they just decided not to uh, pursue. So I'm also thinking, I wonder if like, these are all the thoughts, you know, I mean, there's a lot of shit going on. I know, on, man, we can't, I can't piece it together just yet. We're probably going to have so to do a part two next week when we find so out. I'm also thinking what would make me feel a little bit better, not that I want the bar lowered, but I just want some goddamn consistency out of the FBI, that I wonder if they're just going to take their classified shit back to D.C., and then they're just going to be like, ah, we're not going to press any charges on this case. Because then it would be a, like the same outcome as it was for Hillary Clinton. Right. Um, But if he does get the hammer for this, then where the fuck's the shit about Hillary Clinton? Where is the shit about Hunter Biden? Where's the shit? Where's the Epstein list? You know, like the FBI is doing all this shit on Trump like this. Meanwhile, Buffalo, the mass shooter in Buffalo was also on their list and he got away with it. You know what I mean? Like there's so much shit, drug trafficking, gun trafficking, all this shit's going on in our country. They're spending all these resources 
on Trump. Well, and and I think I'm going to speak for you here, Corey, because I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea. It, it's not to say that if, if Trump actually did something that, like, you know, endangered the country or was a, an issue for, you know, for, for our security that you, you think he should be prosecuted, but you just want consistency when it comes to, you know, like prosecutions. Like, yeah. Yeah. Say, say, say that, you know, his, what he's done. Cause I, I honestly, I think there's probably something there, but I think it's going to be something small. I think it's going to be something that doesn't really did, did, something that's going to kick up wasn't a an issue of whirlwind. wasn't an issue of national security or anything like that. It's just going to be some something something kind of or or at least on par with what Hillary's yeah. emails were, right? Because, right. No, and what's what's frustrating is this one. Even this one's a little bit more arbitrary because the stuff he took, they actually were like trying to like unclassify, but he didn't go through the proper channels. Like you're supposed to. I forget you go to the DOJ or somebody and you take these paperwork that you want to unclassify. And then all they, really all they fucking do to make put it a unclassified on it. They put a stamp is they on put it. a stamp on it. This is declassified. And so because he didn't go through that arbitrary step, a uh, former president just got his house raided. Now, I hate Trump. I don't like him. I didn't like his policies. He was divisive in our country, but he was still a sitting fucking president. Yeah. And what kind of precedent is this going to set? To where now we can just use anytime there's like a political thing, we can just throw the Justice Department at them. Well, that's like, that's that's because Trump tried to do it during his whole uh, presidency. Let's not pretend he's innocent. He is not an innocent man. He tried to do the same shit. He got in trouble with the quid pro quo because of it. Mm-hmm. And now it seems like. The opposite end is doing the exact same shit. And it happened to him while he was doing it the whole time he was president. Well, they came after him hard. I, I'm, I've mentioned a, a few times with regards to Jan- the January 6th committee and the hearings about, like, this is what banana republics do. They try to throw their, right they, they, they try to throw their uh, political opponents in prison. And now I'm really worried because now you've got members of the GOP saying that the FBI's raid on uh, Mar-a-Lago is only Banana Republics do this. I feel like Banana Republic is going to be the next term that like loses its meaning because it's going to be so overused and so redefined that... I got two more. I got two more words. Two more I words? I actually talk about yeah, that. I'll just be useless and meaningless. Um, should I read my monologue? Yeah, go ahead. Because it, it might write all this, this listing shit because... You and I are so confused here. We don't really know where to go next. <laughs> openly, openly admit it. Let me take a big old sip of this whiskey real quick. Mm, yeah, I might down this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. This is titled Accountability and Transparency. When I first started really paying attention to politics, it was at the exact wrong time. 2016, I was lured into the political gauntlet by an old man whose aura felt selfless and compassionate, one who cared about the little guy and fought for him for decades. His energy gave hope for the future, whether you agreed with his ideology or not, one that energized my my friends and I to pay attention, to get active, to speak up, and to march. We were on track to make history, I thought. That is until the very party he was representing pulled the rug out from underneath him. It hurt to see it. The Democrats bent the old man over, had their way with him, pushed him to the ground, and took his life alert when they were done. Side note, 
We'd see him take it again in 2020 and a scene straight out of the movie Animal House with Kevin Bacon saying, thank you, sir. May I have another? Back to 2016, we saw the DNC explain away any fixing they concocted in their primaries until that damned old WikiLeaks exposed the party's collusion to put the old man in his place. In fact, they did it so well, he kowtowed to the party and endorsed the very person who cheated him, Hillary Clinton. We have got to beat Trump, is what, the old, is what he told us, and many of us still followed his lead. Not enough, though. As some of us smelt the bullshit and went third party, some stuck with him. But alas, his cuckolding didn't save the party. The alternative we got to the Bernster was the Trumpster. The next four years, we saw an onslaught of rejection, cynicism, and downright hatred for our new commander-in-chief. Most of it was well-deserving. The man was more divisive than nuclear fission. For the next four years, we heard buzzwords like accountability, transparency, and decency. For the next four years, we echoed those words regarding the orange man. For the next four years, we swallowed tropes like, when, we go, when they go low, we go high, and this is what democracy looks like. We retreated Democrats who feigned love for the justice system, our constitution, our institutions, and fairness. For the next four years, we saw investigation after investigation, committee after committee, all focused, down, focused on taking down the Dom. And I was here for it. And those words, accountability and transparency, they were ingrained in my brain and I cried out for them. For four years, the media, along with Democrats, drilled those words into our heads. And after four years, those words seemed to be just that. Words. Meaningless words, at least meaningless to our leaders unless they fit fit good into a new segment or a tweet for clout. Orange man bad after all, right? Accountability and transparency are foundations of our constitution. They are an antidote to corruption. That is, unless they are used only for political gain. Six years later, the presidency has flipped and those words appear to be put to the wayside. As Trump's house was getting raided as he's being investigated, Another man being investigated for corruption, tax fraud, and breaking foreign lobbying laws was stepping onto Air Force One with the big man. The alleged name for Hunter Biden's father, also known as the president, when discussing a 10% cut off the top and set aside for him in business deals in the emails from the laptop. Fiasco. Imagine if it was Eric Trump in that position hopping on the jet with his dad in this scenario. In a role reversal, you wouldn't be able to escape the laptop story in the news if it was one of Trump's crotch goblins running around doing crack with Russian prostitutes. Instead, thanks to a whistleblower, we now know a senior FBI official, Timothy Tybalt, attempted to bury the investigation in a restricted subfolder attempting to hide any evidence. The story that was able to then and now be verified as evidenced by the multiple investigations was painted as Russian and misinformation. If it was Trump not turning over the transcripts to a two-hour phone call with Xi Jinping, or Xi Jinping, the president of China, then we have two different recollections of the conversation. When, uh, if it was Trump not turning over the transcripts to a two-hour phone call with Xi Jinping, Xi Jinping, the president of China, when we have the two, when we have two different recollections of the conversation, it would be all over the news. With those two words in the headlines, these are just two examples of how accountability and transparency mean dog shit to politicians who are in office to serve themselves and keep political opponents at bay. To be clear, Trump in handcuffs would absolutely make me smile. There's no doubt about it. To see a crooked, corrupt, swindling, self-serving elitist be brought down would make a lot of people smile, even jump in jubilee. But why do some get a pass and some don't? Why do we see some fragrantly breaking laws like insider training, foreign lobbying, tax evasion, concealing top-secret documents, and accepting bribes not being brought to justice while others seem to be held to a higher standard. Is that accountability? Is that transparency? 
I want to see these words to objectively mean something in this country, this constitutional republic. I want to see every single politician held to the the same standard Trump was. It's what I expect. It's what I was told our government does for four years, and now the script has flipped. Unfortunately, voices like mine are drowned out by tribalism and party politics, transparency and accountability. Two more words that can be thrown in the pile of other words that have become meaningless. Yeah, man. I mean, what what I took out of what you just said was uh, holding, you know, holding everyone, every one of our leaders to the same accountability, which is what I don't think we're seeing enough of with regards to Trump versus Biden or versus Hillary. But what you keep running into, the first thing, the first thing that I thought of was like the fact that if you bring up Hunter Biden's laptop or you bring up Hillary Clinton's emails on one side, or if you bring up you know, Trump's quote unquote Russian collusion or whatever the hell is going to come out of this, right? At least allegedly is going to come out of this. You always get the argument from the extremes of its false equivalence. And it's fucking not. It's, it's not. not I want to stay. I want a fucking bar held so high for all of these people that none of these fucking old senile fucks can high jump over it, let alone reach it with their cane. Like, I want accountability and transparency. When I got into politics, that's all the Democrats fucking preached. Yeah. Yeah. And well, now it's switched. And now it's just, uh, <laughs> the, the, you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? Like, I was, when I first got into politics, I really thought Trump was. That's so enough. Put down the mic. Because of the fact that the Democrats were feigning this fucking fake superiority complex where they were acting like they were the party that was there to hold the institutions together. They were the party. They were the glue. And I fucking bought it. Yeah. I did too. Yeah. I did too. And it's fucking disgusting because now when the role is flipped, it's all of a sudden just the FBI is fuck. Timothy Tybalt is being investigated right now by, and he's a, he was a senior official in the FBI. He tried to put the whole laptop fiasco in a restricted folder where other people couldn't even look at it, Dan. Mm-hmm. And now that motherfucker yesterday, while Trump's shit is being raided, that motherfucker was hopping onto Air Force One with Daddy. Yeah. Well, and th- the thing while is, while he's being investigated for foreign lobbying, the uh, law breaking. Uh, what was the other one? Tax evasion. Uh, uh, what's the other one? Um, there was like three or four of the things he's fucking getting looked into, and he's just stepping onto Air Force One. Granted, his little kid was a fucking cutie. He has hair like my son. I saw him. I was like, aw. But still, <laughs> that's just a side note. Fuck Hunter Biden. He's got a cute kid, but fuck Hunter Biden. And it's just, oh my God, dude. He was on fucking Air Force One while he's being investigated for all this shit. When emails are going out and him and his dad with collusion and it's. So I guess this is a question I I'm would ask you because you're, you're a little more heated than me about this, which is, which is fine because I often get more heated than you. So I'll let you take the reins on this one. Uh so, but what I would ask you is like, what what is like, what is more important to you here? Is Trump being held accountable for crimes that he actually committed? If he did, okay, we're still at the allegedly part right now. We're, we we still don't know what the warrant was for. We don't know what was found. But if something is found and he really did commit a crime or multiple crimes, what's more important to you? Him being held accountable for that crime or 
having having everything balanced. Like, would you rather him get to walk away because Hillary and and Joe Biden or and Hunter Biden got to walk away, or would you settle for a prosecution of Donald Trump even without the accountability on the other side? It's an interesting question because I've been thinking about it myself. Huh. So let me think about that. Trump, so you're saying the other ones get to walk away and Trump gets hammered or we let Trump walk away because the other ones walked away. Right. Hmm. Like what's more fair there? You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 an interesting conundrum to me, I believe. I you know, I want a standard that's high where in in my perfect world all three of them get fucking hammered like of when course, you're, that's when you're we a all public want. official you get held to a higher standard just like we think police should be held to a higher standard than your average citizen you know it goes to the whole thing where they go well you're supposed to just have respect it's like no the officers trained to be in that situation the average citizen isn't just like all these people we voted for them to be in this position to be our to be our representatives to be the people that we look up to they're supposed to be role models and things like that I would still like to see him get prosecuted, even if the other two fucks get off for the sake of some sort of justice. Right. Because I know the guy's guilty as fuck, but I'm just sick and tired of political whims being the uh, the barometer of who's guilty and who's not, and not the justice system. And Lenny made a good point. He goes, just an observation, Hillary, without a subpoena, voluntary sat for 11 hours as well grilled for, and was grilled for ben- Benghazi. Most of what... Most of the Trump administration snubbed the subpoena. So Benghazi, I haven't thought about Benghazi in years. <laughs> um, I have because I just listened to an awesome podcast documentary on Gaddafi. The, okay. The, uh, the Real Dictators podcast. So I know Benghazi, there was a lot of shit that happened. But what my focus is for Hillary Clinton, based on what happened with Trump with the declassified shit, is she had declassified email or she had top secret emails on a private server in her basement, in her personal home, that wasn't a secured server that was protected by our U.S. government. And and what's funny, like it, it's and that's I don't know if this is the, fair. That's the same exact scenario as what Trump's doing. Even though Trump kind of had more weight to be able to have that stuff in his house when it was just an arbitrary thing, versus what she did was straight illegal. I don't know if this is fair, and you can kill me for it. This is just my opinion. I just don't really give a shit about Hillary Clinton's emails anymore. And the only reason for that, not because I don't think she did anything wrong, but because like politically she's dead, like whatever she's rich, what, you know, whatever she's got a bunch of corrupt money. Like as long as she just goes away, I'm sorry, dude. Like I'll be satisfied with that. I care a lot more about the Hunter Biden laptop because his dad's the sitting president right now. Yeah, that's present. That's yeah. So, you know, the you know it's just like uh, when it comes down to Trump, the binary to Trump is Hillary. You know how it is, and the 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 the, uh, the compressed, not overthinking thing because because narrative in our country, it's either Hillary or Biden because ulti- or Hillary or Trump because yeah. ultimately they'll be accused of similar things. Like that's what I think is coming out of out of this investigation about yeah top secret <clears throat> shit. Yeah, and and and, and you know and that, you know what and if Hillary Clinton set a precedent. Of it not being, of it kind of being, ah, you know, just just brush it off to the side, and Trump gets away with it because of that. That's not good. You know what I mean? Like if they feel like their hands are tied, that they have to give Trump a pass because of the fact that the other party got one for the sake of the uh, civility of our nation. That's not good. 
No, I mean, I guess just to move on a little bit, like what what do you what do you think about this from a political perspective? Because I have I have heard some some interesting of how things. the midterms are going to get shifted real quick. Yeah, I mean, like like forget forget the uh, inconsistencies and the hypocritical actions of our government, and let's focus on what this is going to do to shape up the midterms. Is what you're saying? Yeah, and then, I mean I have some other stuff okay. I want to talk about. But that'll, yeah. that'll that'll make me less. That's more analytical. That'll that'll temper my yeah. We gotta my emotions. So you need to calm you down. I, I, I like that conversation. So I mean, the the right wing narrative here. <laughs> Lenny goes. Rudy said he had the contents of the laptop. Rudy also <laughs> set up a Four Seasons fucking press conference in front of a landscaping company with his fucking sharpie ink ripping down his face yeah you want to talk about you want to talk about hillary clinton being politically dead rudy giuliani might even be more so (laughs) yeah i mean look so i think i think i think the the political that was the best icing on the cake of the ending of a presidency ever can we just say that that was was so fucking funny it was almost literal icing from rudy's head I mean, look, the way the way I view this politically is it's, it's super interesting, right? Because the right wing narrative is like, eh, the Democrats did this on purpose to screw over, you know, Trump candidates. And but uh, Crystal Ball made a really good point on her show Breaking Points Monday. Um, and she's somebody who ran for Congress in 2010. She's got she's a little bit in the know here, but she she referred to it as the 90 days out rule. And we are 90 days out from the midterm elections. And generally, both parties don't like to drop a bomb that can shift the way elections are going to go within 90 days of the election. So when you say, you know, how much did Joe Biden know about this? Well, first of all, allegedly, he forgot about a handshake that he just... Oh my God, dude! We should have pulled. We should have that video up right now, right, right in front of him. I mean, I, I honest, I, I would believe that if this was a, some sort of like a political move, I would, I would chalk it more up to like FBI incompetence as far as the timing goes, because the FBI is probably looking back at this and going, "What do you mean we were supposed to wait till after the midterms to do this?" <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah, no, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, like. Uh, you know, like at this point, both parties have spent like the 90 day rule. And it makes sense because at this point, they're deep into their strategies. They spent millions of dollars. They have everything at trajectories going certain ways. And you're throwing in variables that are taking those and completely erasing so many things because now all of this shit the Democrats did in the, in, in, the, uh, in Congress that they were going to use as political talking points to help win midterms is kind of out the window because shit like this is just going to muddy the conversation. And it would be, it would be like the democratic equivalent of let's say, uh, um, you know, uh, if the, if we had a Republican Congress right now, if they decided to ban abortion nationally today with a midterm election coming up in 80 days, they yeah. would never do that. They would wait until right. after the midterm. We're, election. we're like in the, the lame duck. Right, exactly. Era. You know what I mean? Everyone, no one wants to make waves. Like I said, because everyone spent millions of dollars on their campaigns. They have their talking points. They have their narratives. Everyone is fixed in their little tracks, trying to do what they can do to win. And then all of a sudden, this just throws a whole fucking spoke in the wheels. 
Yeah, I think, but I think I, I think there better be something big that comes out of this because if it doesn't, this is just going to make the FBI look like a flop. And it's actually interesting because I was thinking about that too. So in the seventies, when the FBI had and the CIA had such mistrust, there was the Church Committee. This guy named Church, he was from Idaho, and then there was a guy named Pike from New York, and I might have those two names mixed. But regardless, those two, they were both doing investigations into the CIA and the uh, and uh, FBI and the NSA and stuff like that. They were looking into all the alphabet bureaucratic company, uh, institutions. And they basically found a bunch of trash and they just aired it all out. And that's how we found about Project Mockingbird. That's mm-hmm. how we found out about MKUltra. And honestly, after this shit, especially after stuff being brushed aside, it might be time for that. But here's the, here's the problem. I love what you're saying. <clears throat> but it's it's the same... It's kind of the same fear that I have if something major does come out of this investigation into Trump, like something that really fucked with national security, like a major law being broken, whatever. If that's what comes out of it, we are at a place right now where legitimately at least one third of the country is not going to believe it. Doesn't matter how factual it is. Like facts just don't matter anymore. Be You're right with when it comes to this polarization. Like, so I'm looking at this, right? I'm somebody, but who, I think, but hold go on, ahead, I'm, sorry. I'm somebody who cannot fucking stand Donald Trump. I'm somebody who would love for them to find something that would put him in prison. And even I'm sitting here suspicious of what the FBI did the other day because I yeah. understand how corrupt it is. I understand how. Uh, how how polarized we are and what the narratives are going to be spun in, in each side of the media when somebody who cannot fucking stand Donald Trump and would love to see him in prison does not trust what the FBI is doing here. <coughs> I mean, imagine what the extremists think. Yeah, and that's what I was actually explaining to uh, Steve, you know, Steve the Serb, he was on our show two weeks ago. And that's exactly what I was saying. Like, if I'm over here, someone who literally fucking just hates Trump... <laughs> I fucking hate him. You know, before he was president, you know, he's fine. He's this fun guy. He's you know, a funny he's like, guy. Oh, you're fired. You're fired. Yeah. You're fired. Like, oh, that's that's fucking funny. He's, he's not an Italian. These weird dances. He's not you an know, Italian like, from Staten Island, Corey. You're, you're fired. <laughs> you're fired. Remember his show? Yeah, yeah, but like, as soon as what he was, his fucking cockamamie wild lifestyle, as soon as that was influencing my lifestyle, fuck you. Yeah. Trying to take fucking funding from my Great Lakes. Fuck you. And I lost my train of thought there a little bit. Well you you um, saw you saw in uh you saw in his statement Oh, how- I'm sorry. So what I'm getting back to, I'm sorry, was the fact that because of the inconsistency we see inconsistencies we see from the FBI, especially when they botch the botch it on simple things like having the name and all of this shit of someone like the guy who shot up the Buffalo school. And all these different mass shootings, like, where's the fucking FBI on that? They have these names. They know these people are bad, but they're not doing shit about it. But then there's all these political uh, faces that they're just ignoring on this end. But then on this end, they're going after Trump on this. And it's these inconsistencies that leave room for cynicism. And that cynicism can grow. And that falls into conspiracies. And that goes into vitriol. I said it right that time. But damn. the cons- but the cons- <laughs> the conspiracies are, are 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 kind of bullshit. So this is this is something that's ridiculous about about these like diehard Trumpers, right? Right. The um, inconsistencies leave room for the conspiracies. But but, he- but here's what's ridiculous, right? About about these these diehard Trumpers, right? This is this is like 
like I don't like to poke fun at people too much, but God damn it, this is what makes them fucking stupid. You so you have uh, you have this situation where where Trump puts out a statement about how you know comparing it to Watergate and all this other and all these other things, and he has some legitimate points at the beginning of his statement but then he goes on to talk about how he did all this all these great things for the american people about how he you know he 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 he, he did his best to stop corruption and all this shit and he, and his his moron followers actually believe him but Here's how you know that that's bullshit. Look at the people who are conducting this investigation. All people yep. he put in place. Remember, drain the swamp. I'm gonna. He didn't fucking drain any goddamn swamp. He left no, everything he exactly the same. The same fuck. He he hired Ray. He the the the, the magistrate that 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 that. He appointed Reinhardt. Yeah, w- w- was 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 in on this, like which no, Reinhardt also before the DOJ made a move when he was starting to get heat for this for signing that. He was like screaming out like, hey, fucking unseal the warrant. Let the warrant go. I want I want everyone to know what this fucking thing is that I signed. And now the DOJ is about to release it. And it's what's really funny, too, is like <laughs> the GOP kept saying, release the warrant, release the warrant. And now they're saying, OK, and now they're going, whoa, wait, don't. Yeah, it's it's oh, God, it's <laughs> it's I, I don't I don't I don't really know. I, I just I'm my mind is still spinning on this. I mean, look. The other, the only other thing I want to discuss with regards to this is about the irony now that the GOP is calling to defund the police. <laughs> oh, dude, I love it when they're saying we need to defund the FBI, and then that, so that I'm here for it. Let's fucking yeah. do it. Yeah, fucking Mar- get rid of by them. The way, yes, by the way, I'm on board. Marjorie Taylor Greene selling hats. Defund the FBI. I might even buy one. The, from that, I might buy one from that psychopathic woman. She was like, hey, Marge, one. we agree on this one. Defund the FBI. Like, Isn't that great when you don't just blindly follow some sort of party politics that like, you could sit here and go, Marge Taylor Green is batshit crazy fucking psycho. But you know what? Broken clock is right twice a day. Yeah, but the, the, the only <laughs> issue with it is the only issue with it is the reason she's doing that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't she, give a fuck what the reason is. Let's defund the fucking FBI. <laughs> Honestly, if she didn't look like a human version of a Brachiosaurus, she would probably have sucked Trump's dick about 4,000 times by now. If she was just a little bit prettier. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That is how, I mean, we saw her at the Live Golf event last week, and she, I guarantee you, she gets wet when she stands next to Donald Trump. That's how much she loves this man. She soaks a cushion to the point where it needs to be flipped over when she's sitting next to Donald Trump. Her and Lauren Boebert just fawning and, over. And, and Tucker Carlson. <laughs> uh, we know how Tucker Carlson Sean feels Hannity. about trans people. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah, no, it's... I just wish that every elitist was held to the same standard that Trump is, but he's like the white trash redneck elitist of the group and no one likes him. That's actually a, 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 a thing I stole from Steve. He goes, yeah, he goes, yeah, Trump's an elitist like the rest of them, but he's the white trash one. Well, And Corey, I think that's why you and I are so torn on this because we want to see Trump put away if he actually committed crimes, but we also want transparency and fairness for the other corrupt assholes that don't go to prison because they're, yeah. I, I don't even know why. Like where's Jeff? Where's Jeffrey Epstein's fucking list? Where's all those elitists? Why aren't we going? Why aren't we lifting rocks and going into all the crevices over all of that? Here's a weird conspiracy theory. With how 
with how, uh, and this is just a fun one. I don't believe this is true. Tinfoil hat time. I told you we need to make tinfoil yeah, hats. This is, just, this is just a fun one, right? So doesn't that kind of lead you be- to believe, since the DOJ is going after Trump so hard right now, doesn't that kind of lead you to believe that he really wouldn't be on Epstein's list? Because if he was, mm. he'd be one of them, and he'd be able to incriminate them as well, right? Eh? Right. Cause, yeah, because, yeah, you know, that's how, I, that's what I think about Biden. I think that no one liked him and that he just wasn't invited on the Lolita Express. <laughs> I really do. Like he was. He's too, really no, no, no. He took. That guy's a creep. He sniffs kids' hair. He's gonna blow it for us. Yeah, he, took, he took it one step too far. Like he's gonna get busted for pedophilia somewhere else down the line. So we probably don't want him on this bus. Bill Gates is like, no, no, bro. <laughs> Fucking Trump is like, Bill Gates is right, homie Jeff. You gotta, you can't let him on the plane. If Bill Gates is smart. He created Microsoft or something. He's <laughs> he just. <laughs> Forrest Gump scene. You can't sit here. <laughs> and Biden's in there. Come on, guys. Come on, man. Bring the pole, Jack. <laughs> he's, just, he's just outside of the plane going, Come on, man. 92% said if I did, they'd go. No, he would have missed the plane because he took the train, and the train just. <laughs> the train schedule is always fucked up. <laughs> He's always talking about the train. The train. I take the train to DC. He's sitting there with a breathe right strip, just sniffing the shit out of some breathe. <laughs> Love the the breathe right strip edition. That's great. Oh, uh, man. Did you want? Did you, did you have anything else to say about? It? I'm sure we'll talk about it again next week. Uh, I just wish stuff. we would hold every single elitist to the same standard that we are at Trump right now. Oh, another. You want another conspiracy? Yeah. I always love conspiracies. Um, so it was a Trump appointed judge and a Trump appointed FBI director. Now we know that Republicans secretly hate Trump. And They're rhinos, Corey. They're rhinos. And that those two are uh, those two are Republicans. What if this is a inner workings of them just going, we gotta fucking get rid of this guy? What if this is actually like an inside thing with like the, the Republicans as well? You're talking about the non-MAGA Republicans, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're basically like, shit, fucking Democrats are funding these assholes. We got to do something ourselves. It's made, my, it's made myself laugh. That's enough. Put down the mic. <laughs> That's enough. Put the mic down. Oh, man. We beat this horse. Yeah, we'll have, um, we'll have more. We'll have more. 43 minutes in. I We, we talked about this on Tuesday. We knew we were going to get like an hour in before we moved on to the next topic. Yep. Uh, it, I mean, look, it. at the end of the day, and I'll just wrap it up with this. Like, it is unbelievably consequential. It is a, it is an incredibly historic event, regardless of how you feel about it, whether you're, Unprecedented. A, hard, yeah, whether you're a hardcore MAGA supporter or you're a hardcore Trump hater. You know, it's this is going to be. I'm just curious who the fuck is going to play Donald Trump in the movie that gets made about all this shit after he dies. Who's playing Trump? James Franco? Alec Baldwin. <laughs> There's people that him, he might be dead too, though. He might be. Frank, did you, did you see that? Uh, um, was it Benicio del Toro was really pissed about the fact that James Franco is playing Castro in a movie? He said, That guy's not Hispanic. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he, oh, James Franco's playing Fidel Castro? Yeah, yeah. In some, in some movie, Lenny's got to take off. See you, Lenny. We love you, buddy. We'll see you next week. Download the podcast. Get the rest of the show. Yeah, there you go. Look at that. Um, 
What was I going to say? Who would be a good... Did you, uh, did you ever see when uh, when Trump first got into office, did you see that Netflix special with Johnny Depp playing Donald Trump about this book? What was his book? The, uh, <coughs> the How to Make a Deal? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, the, or The Art of the Deal or whatever. It was the called. Art of the Deal, yeah. 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 Yo, no, there's there, you got to find that. That's actually pretty good. Johnny Depp well, plays then again, Donald the thing Trump. Is, the thing is, you never know because fucking... Uh, uh, who was it? Was it uh, Christian Bale played Dick Cheney in Vice? Did you see yeah, that film? Me. So you you have no idea who's going to play anybody, and he did a really good job. He did. He did a that was a really good movie. You couldn't even you didn't even know it was him unless until you saw the credits. Yeah, it was. Well, I did because I knew I guess I was anticipating that film. But I might go. Maybe I'll watch that tonight. My fiance is out of town. Maybe I'll maybe I'll rewatch Vice tonight. That sounds like a good. Well, a good maybe movie. I'll try to re. Rewatch the out of the deal with Johnny Depp. It's pretty good. He plays. He does a pretty good job of being Donald Trump. Because <laughs> uh, he had that whole thing after he made it. You remember he was sitting there and he's looking in the mirror, and he and and it's so funny, dude. The way that we all responded to the wet Trump being in office and like how like the whole liberal elite all stepped in line. Looking back, it's like just damn near comical. There was this whole scene in the mirror, and it's Johnny Depp. And there's a camera on him through the mirror, and he looks like Donald Trump, and he's ripping off the latex, and he starts ripping it, and he gets more frantic, and he rips half of it off, and he looks at himself, and he goes, "Fuck you." <laughs> is that Johnny Depp? As uh, yeah, it is. I told you. There he is. <laughs> wow, that's actually really impressive. I know. I told you. It's actually pretty funny. The little <laughs> movie is. Wait, what's like he 45 doing? Minutes. Why is he doing like a karate, like the karate chop hands? I don't know because it's Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, I had, to, I, had to, I had to look it up because I kind of forgot what it looked like. But there it is. <laughs> but we shit. Yeah, fuck we, that guy. We shit on Trump for a while. We should. You want to shit on Biden's IRS, or you want to talk about something? You know, else? it's actually funny because we've mentioned that in in, uh, in some of our uh, pre shows. So it's like like our show preps. Like fuck. Like, could you imagine if we had this podcast going? How much easier it would be if Trump was in office? And this is just a little taste of what it would have been like. Yeah, but it but it would have gotten cheap. You, just like everything else, got got cheap when it came to Trump. It's still cheap on yeah, cable news. Right. You know the the power that they give this man is just it's just out of control. Um, so the uh, the 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 new quote unquote rec- recreation recreation bill, not recreation reconciliation bill. Are oh, you want to talk? You want to talk about Pelosi? Oh, we could talk about the uh, recreation bill. Recreation bill. <laughs> reconciliation bill. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, we, we we didn't really touch a whole lot on the IRS portion last week because I don't think we knew all the details about thousands. What was it? Eighty three thousand. Eighty seven. Eighty seven. Oh, it's so much different. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, new IRS uh, employees uh, coming about, and and I just I can't believe that you still have Democratic voters that actually believe this is going to have an effect on rich people. Right. Well, the people that is, make the under $25,000 are five times more likely to be audited by the uh, IRS than anyone else. The thing is, it will have an it will have an effect on rich people. I mean, you're probably going to see more rich people getting audited, but you're going to see more broke-ass people getting audited. A lot, well. like probably roughly based on the trends, five times more <laughs> broke people getting audited than rich people. Yeah, and this is like, 
this is honestly like uh, you, you know how the the accusation from the right is, and they're they're generally the right right wingers are generally right on this when they say like uh, leftists just want to tax 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 to the roof. This is basically like Biden's tax police. <laughs> just <laughs> I just seeing them kick it outdoors as you, yeah, as you put in that. Yeah, it's it's insane. Like it's uh the well first thing that pisses me off about this is the government, the IRS goes, Oh, but we can't do our job. We don't have enough money. So the government is gonna give them more money and a bunch more agents, but there's no stipulations that say, well. If we give you more money and more agents, you better be better at your job. There's no stipulation like that that says, like, if we do this, you better actually be able to do your job. Right. And so that first off kind of, like, bothers me about it. But it's just, yeah, it's the number of the fact that people that make under $25,000 are five times more likely to be audited than someone who makes more than that. Wasn't that isn't that always the libertarian argument for... Uh, against big government, not I mean conservative slash libertarian argument, but I prefer the the libertarian argument much better, which is that yeah, because conservatives love big government. Just the, for yeah, them. they just pretend not to. Um, but like the libertarian argument for against big government is because of things like this. This is going to be a bunch of money that comes that come on. First of all, it's going to be tax money that comes out of our pockets to go into the, to go into the federal government to have to enforce them to come and take more tax money out of our pockets. We're paying for these people. To come take our money to come as take, us as poor folk, yeah. To come take to come take more of our money. And it was funny, yeah. I was I was having this weird I was having a conversation with myself earlier today. Yeah. Sometimes I talk to myself. And I was I, f- I was feeling really good about myself because I was like, you know what? What what is like a good libertarian compromise here, right? Because there's a lot of libertarians that want to like fair tax. Ab- ab- abolish everything. And I thought about fair tax, but I thought about I thought about it this way. I don't know how this would be implemented. But you hear a lot of the people in the Mises caucus and others that maybe aren't like totally against taxation, but they are. But the, the, the bigger thing for them is like pushing government to a more local level, which is what I think is, is best as well. Cause I don't, I think we're at a place where our system is just going to not allow us to completely get away from taxation. So my thing is this, why don't you, why don't we make it or we why don't we start demanding that literally every municipality collects taxes? Now, before I lose you before, you know, you you freak out. I don't want to pay more taxes. I don't want to pay more taxes. This is what I'm thinking. Reduce the amount of federal tax that you pay and increase the state tax. Reduce the amount of state tax that you pay. Increase the amount of county and municipal tax that you pay, right? So, like, at the end of the day, the same amount of money that's coming out of your paycheck now, or maybe even less, you're still you're still paying that money, but instead it's going bottom up. You pay those city taxes first, then county taxes, then state taxes, and then federal taxes. And I think he, that's what the founding fathers actually, like... Well, wanted. I mean, think about think about all the ways in which that makes sense, right? If if I, if I know that sixty percent of my tax dollars, whatever the number is, I'm just making up an arbitrary number, but sixty sixty five percent of my tax dollars are going directly into my community, that causes two things. One, I have a lot more access to my city council members. I have a lot more access to my mayor. I'm going to way get, more efficient. I'm going to way give, less red tape. I'm going to give way more of a shit about my local politics. That's that's number one. 
and that I'm lowers have- the barometer of the federal like of the that lowers the barometer of the hyperpartisanship on the federal level. Yeah, because you care a lot more about what's going on in your neighborhoods. You you don't have to worry federally about schools anymore because my city tax dollars are going directly into my school district, and it's so much it's so much easier to make demands. Now, does that mean you're going to have to pay your city council members? Is you, are they going to have to be full time city employees along with your mayor? Probably, probably. But it's so much easier to hold those people accountable. And there, there's going to be so much less identity politics and, and partisan bullshit when you know exactly where that money is going. And if there is the identity politics and the partisan bullshit happening in a city, it has way less effect on you if you live in the city next door. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you're literally sounding like a uh, founding father, Dan. <laughs> yeah, this I idea mean- is, I, I don't mean to burst your bubble, but this idea is a new... I know it's not. I know. I know it's not. I know I it's not. Fathers wanted everything as decentralized as possible, but it, it's 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 kind of a modern version of what the what the founding fathers wanted. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, nobody oh, yeah. nobody really considered like the fact that we were going to have whatever it is, one hundred eighty thousand different municipalities around the United States. Right. Yeah. The founding fathers didn't anticipate electricity and running water. <laughs> but it, it wasn't around it, you know? <laughs> like there's certain things we got to pay for that just weren't there when they were there because what i often feel like a lot of the times is like especially conservatives not so much libertarians but conservatives are always like give the power back to the states give the power back to the states give the power back to the states and i agree with that to a degree but i still think the state level is too goddamn big like the fact that the fact that my municipality has to rely on state funding because I don't pay my taxes directly into my municipality. That's yeah, an issue. That's an issue for me. I should be paying those taxes directly into my city. Yeah, it's just <clears throat> why go through all the extra steps to why, give why, the money why, to the Fed for them to give it back to the state to give to the city to help you. Yeah, and your 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 city officials. I mean, yeah, sure, they get a budget every year, but they don't have right. to be held accountable. And how much money is lost in all those transactions of changing hands before it comes back to you? Yeah. I mean, look, it would take a lot, right? We'd have to set up a, a whole new system to make this happen. But to me, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe I should. I'm going to run for president on shrinking federal and state governments. <laughs> Fucking conservative. <laughs> Uh, phony you fake conservative you you fucking rhino (laughs) but yeah yeah this right here it just it's frustrating like because you know they're gonna be going after poor people and we'll all right should we uh admit it you talk about pelosi pelosi's pompous peregrination part duh part duh part Part duh. duh part duh uh, it's, that was a really bad joke. I'm so sorry. I apologize to everyone listening and watching. Thanks everyone for coming out. This is Libservative. We're out of here. We we have to just play what Pelosi said on that podium. Yeah, in just, Taiwan just play it with and her. Then we'll, uh, with her we'll talk about it with her magnificent looking mask on. Look at that. Look at that beautiful woman with her huge cans that she's trying to hide. Those big eight year old titties. Is democracy? What? I said at a meeting earlier with the parliamentarians. In our earliest days of our founding of our country, Benjamin Franklin presidency said, freedom and democracy, freedom and democracy are one thing, 
security here. If we don't have, we can't have either if we don't have both. So security, economics, security, economy, and again, they're all, and governance, they're all related, and we want Taiwan to always have freedom with security. And we're not backing away from that. What the fuck did she just say? She sounded like a ginned up grandma at Christmas. That's what she sounded like. Boy, is she lucky she's speaking to a room full of people who can't speak English. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, oh my God. And, And you don't see, first of all, you have Biden not remembering that he shook hands with Chuck Schumer 35 seconds ago. And then you have, what? do you understand why it's a problem to have these octogenarians running our government? Do you remember when these octogenarians were talking about how the rest of the world didn't take us serious because Trump was president? Do you want you want to play it again? We should play it again. Yes. Sources of strength is democracy. I said at a meeting earlier with the parliamentarians, in our earliest days of our founding of our country, Benjamin Franklin presidency said, freedom and democracy. Um Let's just break that part down right there. <laughs> Let's just yeah. first of all, did you did you see her like looking upward off the corner of her eye as if she had completely forgotten what she was about to say? Yeah, or maybe she thought she heard a plane and was like, "Oh fuck, the Chinese are coming!" <laughs> Here comes the nuke. It's coming in. So okay, so Benjamin Franklin said, "Freedom and democracy." Okay, I'm sure he said those both of those words many times in his life. Aubrey mm-hmm. says. What does she have? Uh, does she have a crack pipe under that mask? That's like no, actually, the way she's talking, she probably just forgot her dentures. No, she's she's sipping on a gin, like a tiny gin and tonic underneath that. Mask. <laughs> just a shooter. It's just a shooter <laughs> underneath the mask. She is always drunk. And democracy, and one thing, security here. Security where? <laughs> In front of her, dude. It's in her hand. Check it out. She's, it's right there. She's, she said it plain as day. That's the only thing she said plain. Nancy, release the security. If we don't have... Nope, she never did. You can't have either. You can't have them. Have you can't have either what if you don't, if we don't have both? Security. Freedom, or secu- or freedom, economy. There's a couple of things jumbled up in there. So. So. Like, she says so, like, obviously, you guys. <laughs> you guys understand what I'm saying, right? So. <laughs> you know the thing. Security, economy, and again, they're all and governance. They're all what? and governance. They're Security, all economy, are all governance. Come on, to always have freedom with security. Okay. Way to really fucking 1984 rewrite quotes in history. Before we keep going, I'm going to read you that Benjamin Franklin quote real quick. It's over. It's I can I can pull this off the screen. Those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. And she was trying to say that Benjamin Franklin that said that maybe fr- that freedom and security go together because they 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 don't. <laughs> right. And then he also never ever called America a democracy. He called it a republic. In fact, when he first walked out after they were talking about, after they finally figured out like the constitution and the lady asked him, what do we have, a monarchy or a republic? And she, and he responded, a republic, if you can keep it. 
So what you're telling me, Corey, is that because what he actually said about democracy is two wolves voting. Uh, democracy is two wolves voting on what to have for dinner, and liberty is a well-armed lamb contesting the vote. So yeah. I don't know where the fuck she's coming from on any of this. Just a rewrite of history, I guess. So what you're telling me, Corey, is that this ginned up old broad almost started World War Three to give that fucking speech in Taiwan. That's what you're trying Worth to tell it. me. Worth <laughs> that. Oh, God. I, Benjamin, Benjamin Franklin would have pulled out his musket and put this bitch out to pasture. If and then, and then another thing about all this that no one's talking about is uh, Nancy Pelosi's son, who also went to Taiwan with her, is an investor in a Chinese tech firm. You don't say. A Chinese telecom company, yeah. <gasps> well, that's okay. False equivalence, Corey. It's nothing like Trump. Right. It's nothing like, yeah, Trump. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> God damn it. I, sh- I apologize. I shouldn't have called her. A bitch. That was mean. Not but she does have, but she, but she does have big tits. That's for. Does she? I've never noticed. She does. Yeah, she's she's always hiding them. Definitely, definitely some work done there. Anyway, what else we got? We just we just need to make fun of Nancy Pelosi for a minute because she kind of earned it. Uh, oh yeah, I had both of those. I had two of them up here. <laughs> Whoops. What was the other one? Insulin bills tumble. Insulin bill tumbles like a diabetic who needs insulin. <laughs> mm, chopped off like a diabetic's foot. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, so let's shit on the GOP here for a second. I'm going to defend them yeah. just a little bit, but I'll let you shit on them first. Go ahead. So these assholes, <laughs> nearly in uniform, opposed the uh, on the, uh, the the party line. You know, climate, health, tax bill, whatever they're calling it now, the infrastructure re- or inflation reduction bill. Whatever they want to call it, uh, the Republicans voted to not allow a $35 per month limit on insulin. Now, the Democrats sought to overrule the decision, but the the parliamentarians said that because it's technically not a discretionary fund by the by Congress and is trying to regulate private companies that it cannot be involved in the reconciliation bill. And so what they could have done to bypass that was get 60 votes. And the problem is it fucking failed 57 to 43. Yeah. 43 Republicans voted to not put a cap on insulin. Something that is a fundamental life-saving drug. Not even a drug. It's just a chemical compound that our bodies create. And they're just not... Just like, nah. And it pisses me off because insulin was actually found because before, so before the actual chemical pound insulin was created, they used to have to extract insulin from pigs and cows to give to people. Did you know that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like the fact that they had to do that and then like people would have like allergic reactions and die from it and shit. And then they created insulin and it literally saved millions of lives. There's stories of when they were doing the trials and they had like the 60 kids that they were given insulin to who were all lethargic in beds dying. By the time they got to like the 60th one, 
the first one was already awake and conscious and telling his parents that he loved them and he was awake and stuff like that. And and the rest of the whole developed fucking world, people are paying ten dollars or less for their insulin. But here in America, we're paying for the same amount, like a hundred dollars. Well, yeah, I mean, to your point, I mean, this is because this is something we just haven't had to think about in generations. I've never had to think about insulin because I guess the Lord loves me and made it so my body can regulate it itself. Well, this is something uh, that this is just something that that we as a society haven't had to think about in generations because. Dude, there was a time where if you were diagnosed as a diabetic, you were yeah, dead. You were dead. Center. You were dead. Like you had no chance. Whether it was, you know, uh, diabetes through a poor diet as we see a lot today or whether it was childhood diabetes through no fault of your own, right? You 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 if you were diagnosed as a diabetic, you were going to die until yep. until, you know, insulin was brought into the fold. And so like I I'm I'm weirdly torn on this because not because I, I support what the GOP did, right? Because they did this again as a political move. Because we can't we can't give the Democrats a win, right? And uh, you're 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 playing with people's lives to prove a bullshit political point. So I I I went in one hundred percent agreement with you there. However, I'll give you the libertarian argument here, Corey, which is that you. There shouldn't need to be a cap on insulin because it shouldn't be as regulated as it is. It is a right. it is a really simple compound that multiple manufacturers could make if they wanted to to drive prices down naturally. That there's a bottleneck because of regulations, just like uh, just, baby for baby like, short baby food, just like with baby the baby formula. formula. Yeah, yeah. If, if like, and that's a very fair argument that if we did reduce regulations, that the free market might actually fix this. It it just shouldn't be necessary. Like we shouldn't even the GOP shouldn't even be like, like hey, how about an all the people in these other developed countries that are buying their insulin at ten dollars? How about we just make it to where people in America can buy it from over there? Watch the free market here all of a sudden bring those prices down real fast. Oh, the FDA just won't allow that. Fuck the FDA. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, that's actually a really good. You know what? That's funny. That's interesting. You say that. That's actually a really, really good alternative. Just make it so people can buy their insulin from overseas. Yep. The- buy it from fucking Canada. It's not even overseas. Well, like especially here in Michigan. And, and you know, let someone literally travel twenty minutes across the border over to Canada, buy their insulin. If the G- bring it on back. If give the- it to their friends. If the G- drink it, do shots of it. I don't give a shit. They pretty much it's do. cheap. If the no, G- they- if you do a shot of insulin, you're dead, dude. I'm <laughs> telling you. <laughs> If the, you literally have to put in a couple of drops in your arm. I think it's like like what five, six cc's. Yeah. If the GOP had the like, shot of insulin would kill you or I with a regular regulating pancreas. Fun. Would it swell up? The pancreas or yeah. you? <laughs> Both of us. My pancreas. <laughs> I don't know. My pancreas you, you drink that shot of insulin and then uh, I'll let you know what happens. But if the GOP had like a legitimate gr- like complaint here, which is is which would be legitimate. But this isn't why they're doing this. It's like it would be the economics 101 argument where if you put a price cap on something that's regulated, it's going to drive down the incentive for the limited amount of manufacturers yeah, that create it. it. Because, and now yeah. we're going to have an insulin shortage. So I understand like the idea that putting a price cap on insulin is probably a bad idea. They remove the regulation. But, but only because of the current regulations that we have. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's like this. It just shouldn't be necessary. Like, you know, what's also fucked up with it too, is like you got people buying insulin from vets because it's cheaper because it's not regulated like this insulin. Yeah. And you can buy insulin. It's the same thing for your dog. 
and then you can inject it in yourself and you're fine. Right, because dog- Because it's such a basic compound that goes across the board. Yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, dog medicine doesn't need to be FDA regulated. Right. They take a lot- of, You know what? You know what's funny? Like, because I have two dogs. I take them to the vet. Like, it A is, lot of the medicine we give dogs, like the chemical compounds are the same. Exactly the same. The dosages are just a little different. That's it. Because mm-hmm. they have smaller bodies than we do. That's it. Xanax, all that shit. <laughs> They give dogs Xanax, you know. They I, give I they know, give dogs Prozac and shit. Yeah, the, your dog's anxious. Oh my what? god! Are we gonna are we gonna start talking about doggy mental illnesses now that like the mental illness craze has just completely basically wiped its way through? Anything that has face. a dollar sign, Dan, is gonna get exploited. That's true, and people will do anything for their pets. I can speak from experience. Although if they if they if they told me my dog had depression, I would uh, I would probably tell the vet to fuck off and switch vets at that point. Yeah, he's just trying to make money off you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just- even like even it could be I could even argue anxiety. Like I don't know. I guess a dog can be upset if it's a pack animal and you leave him for eight hours a day. I could see them going, well, "What the fuck, guys?" <laughs> dogs, dogs, dogs have anxiety. That's real. But depression, eh, I don't think so. I don't think I could go with that one. Your, your dog is suicidal. <laughs> Which is actually, you know, it's not necessarily a funny joke, but I have a friend whose dog did actually kind of like sort of in a way commit suicide because like she had a bra hanging from a closet door and she went to work and the dog somehow got its head caught in the bra loop and then freaked out and started spinning around and hung itself. Whoops. Yeah, it's kind of sad actually. It's it's like an ac- it's like an accidental suicide. Yeah, it sounds like she had some information on Hillary Clinton. <laughs> she was suicided. <laughs> oh man. Clinton body count. <laughs> Did we miss anything? Um Oh, Russia is no longer playing I show you show. Oh yeah, this is uh this is this is this is pretty short because Honestly, I think this story would have been a bigger deal had the Trump thing not happened. Isn't that interesting? Probably. Isn't that interesting? It, it, this would have been a very, very good fear-mongering headline. Absolutely. We're not allowed to inspect Russia's nuclear weapons right now. Why? What? Because we, they're, we're not letting them to inspect our weapons. Oh, you don't say. Like, That's it. That's yeah, we, what happened. <laughs> It's just fucking dumb. Yeah, I, I was I was just waiting for the the, the fear mongering about like what's Russia going to do with their nuclear weapons now? They're not letting us inspect, even though uh, Putin has said um, when the conflict's done and you let us start inspecting your weapons again, you can start inspecting our weapons again. Imagine that, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. It reminds me of the debacle when we killed what was that General Soleimani. Was that his name, Soleimani? The that, Iranian uh, guy? The Iran- yeah, the Iranian general. No new wars, Corey. Don't talk about that with, when you're talking about Trump. No new wars. Well, he didn't start any new wars, but it's not from lack of trying. That's an act of uh, war. That is absolutely an act of that's war. That's absolutely, again, that's, that's, uh, that's what I was getting at. So killing another general of, a com- of another country is an absolute act of war. And the Iranians tried to send their diplomats to New York the next day to talk about this, going, what the fuck? And we pulled their visas and wouldn't let them come. So under Article 5 of the uh, War Powers Treaty, a country is allowed to respond in kind while they go to the UN and try to figure things out. So that's when Iran sent missiles to our military base in Iraq, right? 
And it's just it's just almost the same scenario to where it's like we did this thing first and then they came to try to talk to us and we were like, No one's home, fucking leave, you jackass. Like <laughs> and so they did something about it. And then everyone goes, Oh, these fucking crazy asses. And I, I think a lot of that is just is American exceptionalism that's just ingrained in our brains. That's just been driven into it since the fifties. And so yeah, it's the- just a good little not necessarily kind of sort of a false equivalency maybe it's just it's just a good parable i guess no Not but the interest the interesting part about that is like it's 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 the it's the you know let's support ukraine people which is generally people on the left right the the uh i support the current thing that would be the ones that would be afraid of this isn't it's just it's just it, i'm just i'm always so interested of like how like the warmongering kind of polarized side just shifts up and down like a goddamn seesaw right because if you go back 20 years ago it was it was all the republicans right the bush presidency like it was all we gotta kill all them damn terrorists over there and take out all them towel heads over there in that sand place over there and now it's like now it's like putin needs to die because um he doesn't support transgender rights or something like that. It's just, it's just it's so fascinating how how these things just shift overnight and nobody can seem to see the, the equivalence of it all. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 absolutely insane that we constantly just pull shit and then when people all these other countries follow the rules that we put in place and we don't. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's what it would be. It would be, you know, it'd be the the people who support Ukraine that would be like, "What do you mean we can't look at your weapons? We don't have to show you our weapons because you're dangerous. You're the bad people over there." Exactly. And then our last one right here. Mm. Oh, inflation is over. It's over. You feel it, Jack? It's amazing. I feel yeah, so. We're at zero percent inflation. I feel so good that gas is below four dollars. I can. I can. <laughs> I can <laughs> finally go back to my regular life. Never mind that food is up 18%. Never mind food is up 18%. Right. Well, that's the thing is is Biden tried to claim that. that <laughs> because it went from 9% in fucking July to 8.2 in August. He goes, yeah, 0% inflation over the last month. And not to mention, you can't just claim, first of all, 8 point, whatever. What, did it, what is it now? 8.25 or whatever? 8.2 or something, yeah. You You can't claim that as a victory for two reasons one you can't claim the raw number as a victory because there are still food prices are super high there's a bunch of things that are way up you have to right to break it down it's like yeah it might be over for you what about the rest of the millions of americans who aren't making seven figures so you kidding me it never started for him it never started for 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 the rich fucks out there right What's inflation, inflation is a poor tax. Always has been. And yeah. Yeah. Not if And that's what kills me too. It's like Biden could come out and go, yes, you know what? Gas is fucked right now. And it's going to be fucked for a little while. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to do everything in my power to try to power up refineries and do what I can to get more refineries going and getting our gas and stuff flowing because this is a mess. It's a mess because it's been neglected for years and we're going to fix it. And it's not going to be fixed right away, but I'm going to do everything in my power to make it better for you. Well, and instead of just going, no, it's over. What do you mean? (laughs) I'm over here flying in a plane that you guys pay for. Corey, being a good leader in this situation, honestly, 
isn't that hard. Like all Joe Biden had to do to basically piggyback on everything you just said, all he had to do was come out and say something to the effect of, hey, look, inflation is down a little bit from last week. We're extremely happy to see that. It's we real, a long it, way to go. It's exactly, exactly. We're, we're doing everything in our power to, even if it's bullshit, even if it's bullshit, just say the, just say the, say right, the thing. right thing. He can't even do that. It's over. How is that any different than Trump? Because you know Trump would be doing the same thing in the same situation. We, we, we added 500,000 jobs. There's so many jobs, Jimmy Dore's like, in fact, there's so many fucking jobs that people are working two or three to make ends meet. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that's the thing. Is like, it, it, That's why both of these fucking morons, Trump and Biden, the, 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 this, we've talked about the similarities between them because if Trump's still president and we're still in the same situation as we are, which, believe me, I think we would be, uh, as much as you mega people don't want to admit it, we would be. Uh, he would come out and do the same thing. It's it's great. It's over. It's at zero percent. We're doing this. This is the greatest, the greatest jobs quarter we've ever seen. It, it was the it was the greatest shrink in inflation since nineteen eighty four or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it was just it, they they have to take. And we're doing things to make it even better. That's what he would say, and everyone would be like, "All right, yeah, he's right." They were doing. That's all Biden to fucking say. We're working on it. It's going down. You can see our progress starting to take action. We got a long way to go, but the moves we're making obviously are making it go in the right direction. Even if it's bullshit, say the right. They can't. They can't even say the right things. God damn it! When are we running for president, Dan? Uh, you mean when I'm going to abolish the all of the federal government and make people pay city taxes instead of federal taxes? Yep. I don't My know. first thing would be any any bureaucracy that has three letters done. Get them out of here. Yeah, no need for federal cops. And that's the thing too is like the FBI is so useless because any anything that the FBI can do, like states can do, like state police can do. Yeah, unless you're crossing state lines. I guess if it's a state crime in one state, as soon as you cross the, but that's what created it was the prohibition that created fbi i guess but don't you don't you think that you it, know that right yeah, it was I, the prohibition i i that do. created the federal bureau of investigation because they were they were pissed that people like, especially like in because you know chicago and detroit new york and all these places that was like the big hub for prohibition especially chicago yeah these guys would rob their banks do their prohibition do all this shit and then the cops would chase them the state boys but as soon as they crossed the border of Illinois, Corey, that said they, they couldn't do anything. I understand. I understand that. But people were also communicating via telegraph when that was happening. Now we have a lot better technology where state where you would think that that states could communicate a little bit better. Hey, he's running across state lines. Maybe you want to pick him up for think, us. You think that if a guy from if there was no federal shit, you know, you think the states are going to cooperate that well when as as hyperpartisan ship gets more and more regional in our country. Yeah. If I get the concept of the FBI, yeah. I, I'm I'm for that. But if right. you, but if you make the, but shift, the FBI itself if you make the shift that. that I'm talking about where the money funnels down instead of up, the hyperpartisanship goes away because nobody really gives a shit who the president is anymore. Right. Why would you care? Right. Why would you care? They have he has he has minimal power. He basically is the CEO of the country, which is really what the president is supposed to be. 
Right, right, right. It just, it's just like if an FBI agent is chasing someone and let's say they're in Michigan, they're on the border, and that person crosses the border running from them, the FBI agent doesn't have to stop at the border line and then call the other state and go, hey, can I cross over and come and help and do this? It's just like it's it, it was something that was supposed to alleviate that. So I guess the gesture of it in general was kind of like the uh, the premise of it was is justified. Is it though? But, because prohibition should have never happened. And if prohibition never happens, we true. don't have an FBI. That's true. Boom. Like I don't like the FBI. I don't want the FBI. Don't get me wrong, but I get the understanding of the original intent of it. It's just a shit show. It's worn but out. It's worn out. It's welcome. It's if you, even after this conversation, if you saying this, go well, Corey. You just sounded like you cucked for the FBI. <laughs> Do you want them here or not? I'm going to say no. Fuck them. Get rid of them. <laughs> it's just a little bit of context, I guess. The nuance, Dan. It's yeah. Simple solutions for complicated problems, Corey. That's how we roll in this country. Yeah, uh, it just has to be less than 240 characters or two you- minutes in a news segment. Why don't you uh, tell the people where they can find us again? All right. You did that at the beginning of the show. I try to do it at the beginning and the ending because some people hop in in the beginning. Some people come in in the end. The Observative Podcast is found on all social media and podcast platforms. Our website is podpage.com slash observative, and we can be found at Libservative on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Instagram and Twitter is at Pod, and you can find our transcripts at Podcast at wordpress.com. And our TikTok videos that we haven't made in months can be found at Libservative Podcast, and you can reach out directly at libservativepod at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed the show, make sure to like, follow, and share, subscribe, and share it with a friend. If you enjoyed this conversation of us just bullshitting and you know a friend who might enjoy it too, then tell them about it. Let's make this thing Let's make this thing uh, pretty cool. And then in the words of Jimmy Dore, let's stick a thumb in the eye of the bastards. And if you happen to be... Uh, a local Detroiter. I know most of our uh, most of our listeners at this point. We are relatively regional. Uh, Corey and I are checking out a forward party event in downtown Royal Oak. Uh, a week from today, Thursday. What oh yeah, we're going to end. We're going to go to a meet and greet for Andrew Yang's forward party. He's not going to be there, he but we're going to go meet some of his people. Go talk to him, hang out, ask a couple questions. It's going to be Thursday, uh, August eighteenth, from four to six. Uh, you can go to was it forwardparty.org. Or whatever their website is, you can find it, yeah. and you you can RSVP for the event. We're gonna be out there. We're gonna go check it out because we you you've heard us piss and moan about this duopoly and these two bullshit parties. I'm an advocate for any fucking party. I don't care if I agree with them or not. I just want more options Choice. for everyone. And, and and we really hope to uh you know maybe make some friends and uh just hang out and see see really see for, with our own two eyes with people that are, are involved in the movement, what the forward party is really about. And, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll give you our assessment and, uh, but Hey, if you want to come hang out with us, come check it out. That's uh, yeah, Steve. The Serb will be there. You said that's where, where is it? Uh, downtown Royal Oak. It's uh, the iron horse, iron horse, uh, downtown Royal Oak. So if you're in the, oh, and we're going to go see Jimmy door. was that September 13th? Yeah. We're going to be at the show. Yeah. We'll be at the show. And at the gonna, show. We're going to, we're going to be at the show. We're going to make sure we moon Jimmy. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go up there and just give him the big fat finger <laughs> with a thumb. It'll but, be good. You know. It'll be a good time. <laughs> big old thumbs up, right in the eye of his, right in the eye of the bastard. Uh, anyway, like, you're one of those bastards. No, <laughs> no I'm excited. That one's gonna be fun. You defended the GOP. We got a couple of surprises. We'll have some photos of what we plan on doing for that. So. Absolutely, it's gonna be a good time. Uh, but not until- necessarily raise a scene, but we'll stick out. 
Hopefully Jimmy doesn't notice. We don't want to, we don't want to take the eyes off Jimmy Dore. Uh, I do. That's true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Until next time, he's been Corey Walsh. He has been Dan Griffin. This has been Libservative. And we're out of here. We the people cannot stand that.